0: Let your snacks be heard. Just go to frito to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Welcome to Between the Banners, the Tar Heel blog podcast. I'm Brandon Anderson. I'm here with Tanya Bondurant. We're at the Dean Smith Center where the North Carolina Tar Heels just beat the Syracuse Orange 93 to 85. And Tanya, I'm just going to fly off the cuff here. I didn't really have a game plan, but let me ask you um how good is Kobe White?
1: Kobe White is the best. And I think we have known that. Brandon and I were very early to the Kobe train. Barry. Like last year early to the Kobe train. And he's done a lot to prove that we were correct about him. He scored 34 points tonight on 6 of 11 shooting from 3 and 9 of 14 shooting from the field. He was a perfect 10 for 10 from the free throw line. And, yeah, he was he was really good. It was a career night for him, topping his previous career high of 33. And he was a big reason why the Tar Heels won the game.
0: Yeah, watching from where I was sitting, it was, it, it just all happened so fast. I happened to look up and all of a sudden, you know, Kobe is in double digits. I was a little distracted by Hughes, to be honest, but we'll get to that in a moment. But yeah, Kobe White, he's legit. And I think he's heating up at the right time. This is the time that Roy Williams usually has his teams ready for the tournament. And while I don't think it is 100% there yet, I do think we're starting to see a lot of good things, especially from the point guard position. White is handling a lot of adversity right now just in terms of all the different schemes being thrown at him, Um, which is something that we actually saw the first time that we saw him play in high school. They threw some weird zone at him, and he went off for 40 points somehow.
1: Yeah, I think since Kobe has been a lot hotter as of late, teams have definitely started planning around him a little more. So I think that it was natural that he had a couple of rocky games, but the fact that he was able to be so hot from three-point tonight um, was really good because obviously that's the best way to defeat a 2-3 zone. So his teammates weren't really able to keep it going from – beyond the arc but the fact that Kobe could hit six of his threes was really important for them
0: yeah and speaking on the team in general I thought that while percentage-wise things weren't great UNC shot 40 percent from the field shot 31 percent from three but I feel like the ball movement was really good nonetheless it could have been a little crisper but Syracuse is very good out of or, you know, just very good about disrupting you. So, you know, there's going to be hiccups. I remember very few turnovers in the first half. I think UNC finished with three turnovers in the first half. Um, So, you know, they, they did a good job getting the ball around, not causing, you know, a bunch of issues themselves shots just weren't going in maybe as much but I mean they found a way to pull through
1: I think the biggest thing was that Carolina was down three at halftime and you felt kind of good about that because Syracuse was absolutely unstoppable from distance in the first half that one player uh, Elijah Hughes made as many threes in the, maybe I think it might have been one more, three, in the first half than Syracuse as a team had against Duke. So it was very out of character for Syracuse. They shot really, really well in the first half, but Carolina went to the locker room only down three, and I think that was huge because you could kind of see how it was going to be difficult for Syracuse to keep up that pace in the second half, and that is exactly what happened.
0: Now, am I correct in saying Hughes didn't even score in the second half? Does that sound accurate?
1: Correct. Uh, Yeah, Hughes did not score in the second half. He went 5-for-9 from 3 in the first half for 15 points, and he did not score in the second half and actually fouled out late.
0: Yeah, that was a bit of a shock, the way that he was going.
1: By contrast, uh, Tyus Battle had 8 points in the first half and finished the game with 29 so he picked up all of hughes's slack in the second half
0: yeah and i definitely expected battle to kind of heat up at some point during the game even before the game started i had a feeling that battle and white were kind of going to have this back and forth you know obviously in the first half it didn't quite seem that way and then he just caught fire and he became unstoppable it, it was it was impressive um credit to Syracuse you know they played really hard I thought that things were looking pretty rough going into halftime it, it thankfully you know things kind of you know Carolina started picking up steam and everything worked out in the end and came out with the big victory
1: I think the biggest thing was that Carolina came out of the locker room on fire. I thought that was really important because they were able to take a a lead pretty early in the second half. And Syracuse came out a little bit cold. They were still shooting threes, but they actually weren't going in. Um, So I thought that was really important. Uh, Also, Carolina played a lot better defense in the second half. Uh, The first half, they really didn't do a good job. They were sort of bailed out a bit by the fact that Syracuse committed 14 first-half fouls. Um, That definitely ended up being problematic down the stretch. Uh, As Syracuse finished the game with 26, uh, two players fouled out. Um, It could have been worse. Uh, They definitely didn't call as many on Syracuse as they did in the first half, and they definitely evened things out calling – 18 on Carolina total after calling just six on them in the first half. But I think that made the game feel really disjointed. Like, it was just whistle, 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 whistle. And that really disrupted the rhythm of the whole thing. I think it gave the game a really weird vibe.
0: Right. The game felt very, very slow because all of the fouls, really on, for both teams, um, going back to Syracuse and their foul troubles, one decent you know cause of their troubles was Nasir Little finished the game with 11 points, six rebounds, but unfortunately went down in the last minute or so with that he got poked in the eye. Uh, we still don't have an update on that situation, but hopefully hopefully we'll see him back when they take on Clemson um Tanya this is going to be a non-basketball related question because I feel like this is important how hard can RJ and Ramses get it on the court with the dance team
1: they can get it pretty hard I I didn't know that RJ had moves like that but he does and for a baby Ram that's really impressive
0: the baby Ram can get it I if you haven't been to a game this year, every now and then, Ramseys and RJ will join the dance team, and I tell you, it's something to watch. So one last thing, we have to address the elephant in the room. Duke lost to Virginia Tech tonight, 72-77. to Tanya, what are your thoughts on what was, at least to me, a rather unexpected loss? Uh, I know Blacksburg is a hard place to play, but... Once again, this all goes back to two top five NBA draft picks, All-Americans, Coach K, all this firepower. We could talk about Zion Williamson not playing as much as we want, but did you expect this loss?
1: I don't think I expected it just because Duke was able to pull it off against Syracuse on the road um, on Saturday. But I think that this just goes to show you that, like, yeah, Zion is out. And a lot of people wanted to blame them losing to UNC on, like, the shock of it all. But the shock has worn off. So it's not just that. You can't blame it on just not having been prepared for a game without Zion. They prepared for this game without Zion, and they still lost. Um, I think probably the most egregious thing that stands out to me in this game is that after burning Joey Baker's red shirt last game, he played one minute in the game against Virginia Tech while Coach K let Jack White continue to be terrible. Uh, He played 16 minutes and was 0 for 3 from 3. Um, So, you know, I don't really feel bad for them at all because they're kind of making their bed and having to sleep in it. But I'm I'm very glad they lost this game, if only because we need to put the narrative that, like, the only reason they lost to UNC was, what did Coach K call it? Like, psychological turmoil or whatever from seeing Zion go down?
0: Right, right. Yeah, and it's so dramatic for that to be a narrative to put out there, especially from a coach, because... I mean, I think any coach in sports, more often than not, they'll let, you know, they preach, next man up. You still have a job to do. You're still a really good team. Duke is still a really good team. But, you know, when you have players like DeLaurier only scoring one point, Baker only played one minute, Goldwire only played one minute, O'Connell... He actually did pretty well, but he only took two shots, six points, so both of them were from three. Um, just so everybody knows, I just saw Nasir Little down on the floor going back towards kind of the locker room area. Um, didn't see anything on his eyes, so he may be okay. We we don't know, but just throwing that out there. Um,
1: That's those good live updates that you tune into the Tar Heel Blog podcast to hear.
0: Yes, it's very important to tune into us for those very important live updates. Um, Tanya, anything else before we go?
1: No, I think that's all. um, Other than just to mention that for some reason, Roy Williams is super cold against Syracuse and the zone, um, which is important because I feel like it trips up a lot of people. But Roy Williams is like, nah, I got this.
0: Would you say he's like an orange crush?
1: Goodbye, Brandon.
0: Well, that was our cue to exit. <laughs> um, this has been the Between the Banners podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Tar Heel blog. Uh, Once again, UNC with a big victory over Syracuse. They will be playing Clemson in their next matchup. And just so you know, we are now on Apple Podcasts. So check that out, subscribe, and be sure to leave a rating. And according to Chad Floyd, if you leave a comment, we will read it on the air. So uh, a little bit more incentive for you to go ahead and submit that rating. So this has been the Between the Banner podcast, and we will see you soon. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com.